Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. Welcome back. Um, Based on the response of last week's podcast, the topic of learned helplessness is one that seemed to hit close to home for many of our listeners. And I really appreciate you taking the time to share your stories with me. I believe that there's a great deal of strength in sharing. I think that sharing our stories allows us to not only help ourselves because it's, you know, very um, nice to have that release when you share, but it also gives us the opportunity to be the support or the light for people that might still be struggling. And you know the saying, be kind, because everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. So what that's what I've learned from last week. You know, there's a lot of strength in sharing and in understanding that everyone is fighting their own secret battle. Last week, we talked about the idea of learned helplessness. And this week, we're talking about the opposite of that. How to be optimistic. I know, I know, how trite. Optimism sounds like a buzzword, like positivity or gratitude, overused and hyped. I hear you. So let me explain. As I shared last week, I can't say that I've personally experienced learned helplessness because I'm one of those people who is fearful of letting go of the reins and giving up control, not being in control for me, meant being exposed to hurt on all levels. So I created a belief from a young age that I could only count on myself, which meant that I had to always keep trying until I got to where I thought I wanted to be. So my journey was learning how to trust and let go. And that's the focus that it was for me. But I have coached countless clients over the past 10 years through things like learned helplessness also known as pessimism. A pessimist expends a great deal of energy rationalizing why she or he can't do XYZ or XYZ for our American listeners. So there's a saying by Richard Bach, argue for your limitations and sure enough, they're yours. Pessimism is one of those words that can have different meanings to different people. So I'll elaborate on what it means to me so that you and I are on the same page. The one thing most people can agree on is that a pessimist sees the cup as half empty. A pessimist expects negative outcomes from situations. A pessimist also tends to feel powerless. And lastly, a pessimist tends to blame herself as well. Saying things like, it's all my fault, or I should have known better, or I deserve this. Because she believes that she is the cause of the adversity. This last part is super, super important. Believing you are the cause of the adversity. It becomes personal. It makes it harder to overcome adversity, doesn't it? Therefore, in my coaching experience, the biggest challenge a functional pessimist faces. Yeah, I made that uh, phrase up. So yeah, I did make it up. So the biggest challenge a functional pessimist faces is objectivity. 
instead of objectively assessing where she is and where she's made errors, she feels like the error. By developing a practice of objectivity, you can put your inner critic in the back seat so you can focus on how to improve the next time. The hidden benefit is that you end up also learning how to assess what went right, not just what you need to fix. That's a big bonus because it helps strengthen your inner champion. Initially, it may seem like you're BSing yourself, lies, lies, more lies. But after a couple of months of committing to this practice of objectivity, you'll start to get it. You'll begin to see yourself. Objectivity helps you learn how to pinpoint the errors in your decision making versus believing that there is an error in your being. I'd like to share a client example with you. And it's, you know, on the emotional scale, it's a light example. But I had a client who struggled with getting her driver's license. If you can believe this, actually, I have many clients that struggle with getting their driver's licenses. But, you know, this one in particular, she blamed herself and would say that she would never get it. So she was never going to be able to drive. She told herself that she wasn't meant to drive. So what do we do? We, you know, looked at it objectively. We broke down the steps required to get a driver's license and she had a breakthrough. That's when she realized she was missing a big step. The practice. She was getting the theory, but she hadn't been out driving enough times. When she took the time to practice her driving, things changed drastically and you guessed it, she got her license. It made a huge difference for her to understand that she had failed to get her license because she hadn't fully prepared for it. She was able to discard her original belief that there was nothing she could do, that she just wasn't meant to drive. That's the kind of small shift you can make to move from pessimistic thinking to optimistic thinking. So I'm not recommending that you kid yourself. Quite the opposite, actually. I'm asking you to be real. I'm asking you to drop the story you're telling yourself on why you have failed or why you're struggling. By being real, you can look for real solutions. Now, that's what optimism is to me, being able to see the solutions. A person with a low self-image sees problems. A person with a strong self-image sees solutions. Or in this case, you could say a pessimist sees problems and an optimist sees solutions. This is the quickest ways or one of the quickest ways to audit who's in charge of your inner dialogue, your inner critic or your inner champion. So ask yourself and, and think about it. Watch yourself, audit yourself. When you are struggling, what are you focusing on? Problems or solutions? Optimism can be learned, just as helplessness can be. What we know about learned helplessness is that it comes after you try and you fail. You try and you fail, and then eventually you give up. That means learn, learned optimism would be the opposite of that, right? So you try, and if you fail, you assess you objectively review with perspective the areas that need improvement. You make those adjustments and then you try again. You keep fine tuning until you achieve your desired result. In the case of my client, that was practicing driving. She had to fine tune that. 
The most important way objectivity helps create optimism is that it removes emotions and it allows you to think rationally. We're so blessed to be able to think consciously as human beings. It's just a wonderful gift. So it allows your inner dialogue to have a neutral zone to make assessments and plan ahead and make adjustments. Here are five tips I'm going to share with you to develop objectivity, which is the first step towards developing a solid foundation of optimism, at least in my point of view. Remember, an optimist adjusts to failures by making adjustments versus giving up. So number one, when you're struggling with something, make a list of the steps you took. You know, remember the driving example. Number two, review which steps you did well and which ones needed some work or effort. Number three, make a list of pros and cons and decide if it's important for you to keep trying to achieve this goal or thing that you're trying to get. Sometimes the best decision is actually to walk away and an example of that would be unhealthy relationships. Number four, or pardon me, (laughs) number four, yeah, I've lost track of my numbers. Make a list of your preconceived notions or judgments and now challenge each one of them. Why do you believe each one to be true? Because sometimes our programming is not accurate. And so you want to figure out what you're going into, like what's the colored lens you're looking at this situation with and try to get your lens clear by being objective and challenging your preconceived notions and judgments. Number five, and this is a good one. Have a friend, mentor, or coach review your work. Um, In my husband's line of work, it's called peer review. So this is a great way to help you see things from another point of view to help build your objectivity muscle, right? Peer review allows you to get some really concrete feedback from somebody that is wanting the best for you. And it allows you to really assess it to make sure you don't miss anything. So remember this, it's a cool saying. When a flower doesn't bloom, you fix the environment in which it grows, not the flower. And to me, that's a real sign of what you need to do with optimism. And you know, you don't have to do as much as you think. You just actually have to be objective, assess the steps you took, make those adjustments, and you will see, you will find a way to solutions and to joy, and to a happier, more fulfilling life. Now it's your turn. If you can go to our website and share with me, when you faced a challenge, did you see problems or solutions? What did you do? I'd love to hear your point of view. So go to www.freewithin.me forward slash optimism, and you will find um, the post and you can go share your thoughts there. And obviously the link for the show notes is here as well. You can check it out. I hope you have an awesome week. I just want to mention to you that um, after every 20 episodes, I've decided to take a season break. Last time after episode 20, I took two weeks off. I realized that wasn't enough. So this time I am going to be taking a whole month off. So I will be returning to Living Light Radio on March the 1st with the next new episode. So in the meantime, if you can please go check out older episodes, please share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you don't mind, right now, while you have me here, can you give us a 
five-star review. I would love that. It means a lot to me. It helps us share the messages with other people that might need a helping hand, and it would mean a lot to me. Thank you so much. I have a wonderful month, and I will talk to you on March 1st. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.